Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.mz samtownsendmusic.mz That can be uh, Mali, Malaya? No. Ooh. It's quite uh, Chili's relevant actually. Really? Lovely. Okay. Um... New Zealand, where we're no. going to be talking about today. Close. Um, Close. Not geographically. going to have to give me a clue, I think. It's mentioned in a chilli song. Great. Which I believe is Did I Let You Know. Ooh. Is it? Don't what know. Mean? Unknown. Shouldn't make He's these claims unless you know. bit. Mozambique. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, of course, Mozambique. Terrible. I should have got that. You should have, really. What, I mean, why am I even doing a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast if I can't get the word Mozambique? I'll tell you why I was feeling Mozambique. Oh, because someone else was feeling cheeky. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh, I should have got that. Yes, of course. What a rhyme. What a rhyme. Well done, the swan. Um, and to be fair... And uh, before you go ahead, I'd like to say thank you for your fairness. Thank you. Uh, oh, look, I just found this from the last time we were in here. Oh, lovely. Um, and some a brew dog box. A brew dog box. Um... It's quite a, it's it's a cheesy rhyme, mm-hmm. but actually, there's other things that rhyme with cheeky that aren't as good as Mozambique. Well, Mozambique is not a word. I know, but he could have said I was feeling a bit peaky. Yep, or um, sleeky. That's not a word. Um, so, you, so yeah, yeah I again, I, you I, fell I into the trap. Swan did. Yeah. Um, I like the song by Victoria Wood, Let's Do It, where she rhymed, but she does, it's tricky. Here's the line from it, the best line. Now, I told you that would happen. Sure, His microphone stand is sinking. He claimed it wouldn't. It is. He did put the water, the water can on The watering can, can on it. simply doesn't weigh enough. We didn't, you need, normally put a paintbrush in it, don't you? No, I should have got the Put metal, something else in the watering can. metal watering Pop can. Pop it in. This will fall off. Go on. Go on. Lovely. It's in. It's yeah. stable. Um, so Victoria Wood says, uh, talking about wanting to have uh, rumbunctuous uh, intercourse with her husband. Oh, correct. It's let's do it, let's do it. Um, the line is, not weakly, hmm. not meekly, beat me on the bottom with a woman's weekly. Yes. Now, I, su- I would suggest that even though it's not a weekly, weekly rhyme, the fact that she says weekly, meekly, weekly is not her best. Oh, that's true, but, you know... <clears throat> Got a good laugh, though. It's funny. It's very funny. Um, for those who don't <laughs> know, Women's Weekly is or was hmm. a, a magazine read predominantly by women on a <laughs> weekly basis. Yes. And I, um, there was another magazine um, similar, similarly titled... Um, Women's Own. I, I used to enjoy uh, uh, getting my nose into an old woman's realm. A woman's realm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, but I always enjoy reading the problem pages. Yeah, my area is my wide. My area is red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that could be one of them. Yeah. Or the men's magazines, which would be my area. Oh no, in those there. days, yeah. But the men's magazines were more smutty. Yeah, I, depending they were. on what you were reading. Yeah, and they didn't have problem pages. No, but they led to problems. They certainly did. If you read too much of uh, FHM, In your, your area yeah. would go red. Let's say no more about these magazines. <laughs> right. Let's move on past the magazines. Today, brother. Yes. Brother Soul, we are going back in time. 
Oh yeah, well yes. Well we are. Well, we are. You can't we, deny we, we can always you? do, really. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> no, no, not if you did a prediction episode. No, but that's we do normally go back. We in do time. normally go back in time. And we are going to look at an era of the band, 1992, 1993, mm. and this episode is called The Lesser Spotted Marshall. We're going to be talking about Arik, or Arik Marshall. Yes. And I say Arik because at the 1992 MTV Music Awards, Flea uh, says our new guitarist is here, Arik Marshall. Mm. I'm not going to bother. Arik, if you're listening... I will forget to say that, so I'm just going to call you Eric. What, how are you going to pronounce it? I am going to pronounce his name correctly and call him Eric. Are you? <laughs> well, I, I guarantee if you. If he's you listening, will yes, then I am. Yes. Well, I don't mind if he does his own podcast and calls and talks about me and calls me Bon. Yeah. Well, no, fair enough. He probably does already. <laughs> What's he doing? The Ben Townsend podcast. That, yeah. I've not heard of. Hello and welcome okay. to the Ben Pat Townsend podcast. I'm Harry Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> and I'm joined as always, and I haven't told you that I do this. Oh no! <laughs> but me and Eric have been doing it for, uh, well, we've, what are we, 59 episodes now? Yeah. We've, we've done 60. <laughs> oh, you just got in before we did yeah, that. We started the week before we did that. Started Every that. week, Eric's been saying, when he, when on, when are you going to do the uh, Arik, the, the Lesser Spotted Marshall? Yeah, he has. So that we can talk about it on the Bon Townsend podcast. Yeah, which we are next week. Oh, great. So you're the, what kind of subjects do you cover on the Bon Townsend podcast? We cover things like where you are. Yeah, always uh, at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not very interesting. Um, sure, at that one. What you've been eating that week. Yeah, normally um, pizzas, spaghetti bolognese, yeah, yeah. a BB's fry-up, yeah. a Rocco's pizza. Yeah. Uh, we stuff. do talk about this podcast as well. Right, okay. And um, just other sort of tales and fables from the... The legends the, of the Bon Townsend The legends of, of Bon Townsend, exactly. Fantastic. It really is a very popular podcast. I bet it is. I bet it's particularly po- popular in Mozambique. Well, it, it's a particularly cheeky podcast. It is very cheeky. So we're talking about Eric Marshall. But that's Ariki for you. <laughs> oh, very good. You are on fire. Oh, gosh. May I say <laughs> No, <laughs> That's bad news. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't being honest there. I, no, I wasn't. <laughs> that, was a, that was a lie. That's, yeah, it was. A lie is a lie. A lie already, and we're only two minutes in. <laughs> but no, would you believe it were 11? It says we're 11 minutes in. That, that is a lie. That's a lie. It's another lie. A lie. lie, a lie too. Yeah. <laughs> There's how many lies I can say. I told you a lie about the Eric Marshall podcast as well. <laughs> that was like three. That was a total lie. <laughs> a, few, um, a few facts about Eric before we get into it. What we're going to do is look at some, uh, some songs that he performed live with the Chilies. Mm. We're going to look at exclusively Blood Sugar Sex songs because mm. they are going to be the most popular with our listeners, I think. So yeah, plus we they can, give us the opportunity to say that we don't like Arik as much as Gian. Well, um, will I say that? No, I don't You're, know. Will you I? Are. Will I? Well, I? I know you will. I might not. <laughs> I know you will because of something you said earlier and I said save it for the podcast. Ah, no, that might have been a lie. <laughs> lie, lie one. Yeah, lie one. <laughs> Just sowing the seeds of the other lies. How often, how many lies did you... You know when you told me what you had for tea and you showed me that Gusto card? Mm, that was a Did lie. you really? Yeah. didn't have that for we tea. Don't, we don't even do Gusto. Are you going on a cruise for your birthday? No. Yes. This, this yes. guy, this guy, people, you, you'll think if you follow him on social media, hang on, wasn't he on a cruise two weeks ago? Yes, he was. Guess what's happening uh, next week? He's going on another cruise for a week. It's the week after next. Right. Uh, me and Vanessa, the house ambassador, enjoyed a lovely night in Newbury. 
<laughs> good. That's what I mean. It was you'll, great. You'll think if you listen to this podcast and follow him on social media. Hang on, wasn't that guy in Newbury the other day? <laughs> he was. I didn't put it on social media. No, but I will put uh, some photos on social media just so people can see me in my finery. Forty years old. I'm forty. It's first fortieth birthday. Week so after we're, next. we're letting him get September away. September the sixth. Ooh, uh, that's. Uh, do you want me to leave that in? Yeah. Can we give your full name, your birthday, and your mother's maiden name? No, no. But uh, it, well, my birthday is in or around September the sixth, and uh, we will, of course, that be at home. Could have been alive, of course. Uh, we will not be leaving the house unguarded. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh, just a bit of skit then. It's a very chewy one. But yes, we're very much looking forward to celebrating my fortieth on board Sky Princess. Before. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Yes. Presumably you'll put something on social media that says off for a getaway or something like that. Well, no, because last time when we were on Iona, I was listening to the getaway. Yeah. Because the getaway, as I may have said last time, is my cruise album. Yeah, well, you did. Oh, you put something up that said you listened to the getaway drunk. No, I said I'm on Iona and the getaway is filling the cabin. You also put something out after you'd been drinking one night recently that said... Oh, I was laying naked on my bed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was. That was at home. That was just that was last week. God, so the getaway is not only your cruise album, but it's your naked on the bed album. I just happened to be naked that that time. <laughs> Listening to the getaway, I listened to it all in full. Presumably, your area went red. My area went red with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good album. So we are actually going... we turn red is the song. There you go. I mean, the less said about it, the better. And well, the, this Tongi Wongi, I took it literally and, and, and turned, turned red. completely red. We are going to talk focus on. Five songs from the 1992-1993 touring era. The first one is from one gig. The next four are actually all from the same gig um, in Rio de Janeiro that you can find online. We'll give you timestamps for it. Questions will be asked here and answers will be provided. That's right. Can I ask you a question? Please do. What's the capital of Brazil? Well, presumably it's not Rio de Janeiro, otherwise you would have... Oh, I've got it, Brasilia. Well done. Yes, yes. Yeah, anyway, you would think it was Rio, wouldn't you? No. Well, some people would. I wouldn't either, because I know it's not, but it, it is one of the places you would consider. What's the capital of Kenya? It's bloody Nairobi. Well done. So we're going to watch some Eric Marshall performances. We are. But before we do that, some Eric Marshall facts. Yes, when and where was he born? He was born somewhere, some when. I didn't write that down. Great, I didn't great think research. it was important enough. Let me talk you through this. I've culled these facts from places such as Wikipedia, mm. Scar Tissue, and the wonderful book <laughs> RHCP nice. FAQ. Nice. Please buy it if you haven't. Please do. Why yes. are you looking at your fact? What are you doing? I'm just going to find out when Eric Marshall was born. Okay. Carry on. Eric started playing um, the guitar in his teens. There it is. Influences included P-Funk, Parliament Funkadelic, of course, mm. Hendrix, which makes sense, Stevie Ray Vaughan, that kind of bluesy style makes sense as well. Here's one that I thought you'd appreciate, Django Reinhardt. Django Reinhardt, yeah. Django Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Good man. Lost a finger, a couple of fingers, I believe. Eric Ben Eric Ben Marshall. I think you find it pronounced Bon. Yeah, Eric Bon Marshall. That's interesting, isn't it? He's done Very a podcast about about someone called about his middle someone name. Called bon. uh, it was born on February the thirteenth, nineteen sixty-seven. So he's fifty-four. So he's bang in between Frusciante and 
the other lads, right? Good age, good age for the band. He is a musician, singer, songwriter, author and poet. He plays solely the guitar and his associated acts are Red Hot Chili Peppers and Macy Gray. Now, I'm going to get to this. Put that away. All right. And also the other bands he was in. Yeah, well, that's, that's all it says on my, my particular piece of research. Um, played in LA, worked as a session musician, played with such people as Tone Lock, unknown, Etta James and Sting. So well, we know them. We certainly do. Do you know Sting's real name? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Gordon. Gordon Sumner. There you go. Um, and interestingly, he's got a song called Ten Summoner's Tales, has he? Sure. Do you want to do a quick quiz about musicians' real names? No. Okay. How many do you know? Oh, many. Go on, then. Cliff Richard? Don't know. Oh, oh Harry. Oh, give me the initials. Uh, H. Yeah, it is Harry. Oh, Harry Webb. Yeah, HW. Go on, then. Uh, Elton John. Yep. Oh, it's, is it like Hercules? No, it's not Hercules. Isn't it... Uh, oh, it's Reginald Dwight. Yes, it is. I could have got that. You could have, but you didn't. Right. You were going to call him Hercules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tina Turner. Initials. Uh, I've... Uh, well, she, ma- she was only called Turner because she married Ike Turner. I've forgotten her name. Move past that. Cher. Yeah, do you know that? I bet no. you don't know. Anyone else that you don't know? Uh, that's it, I think. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just keep rumbling on. Right. Don't. Okay. Um... In 1988, formed Marsh. I've put formed Marshall with Brother Lonnie. I think it was Marshall Law, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. Shortly after um, broke up, joined RHC, but continued to perform locally. Joined RHCP in 1992. Mm. Post, because of course they'd lost John. Somebody else came in. Um, Schloss, Xander Schloss, was it? And um, didn't he wasn't fitting in, so they got Arik in. Yes, and he didn't fit in. Post-RHCP, he played on May- three Macy Gray albums. Yeah, which is what first I said. one was um, on How Life Is, which you'll know, the, the Macy Gray song you know is I Try. Yeah. Um, in 1999. Great song. And he appeared in Spider-Man, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man film. Did he? Because Macy Gray is there performing at the parade. Oh, and he's... he's and he's her guitarist there. Oh, there you go. Um... So, interesting. He also was a guitarist in a wedding scene for 2009 film The Hangover. Okay, okay. So, he he wasn't in the Chili's for long. No. No, yeah. not, not, not at all. Not at all. Hang on, I've just found out some facts. Out some more facts. The guy was called Xander Slosh. <laughs> Schloss, Slosh, definitely. So... Um, John, spelt, spelt with a, an X Schloss, or a Z? A Z. John leaves... They've, they're playing the, they, they play the Tokyo Club Quattro, May the 7th, 1992. John says he's leaving. The band persuade him to play the gig. The Swan says in Scar Tissue, every note, every single word hurt. Xander Schloss in seven days to learn all the songs. Mm. After four days, they decided it wasn't working out and cancelled those dates. They auditioned, they auditioned, would you believe, Buckethead, yes. who, who played for GNR. He did. Played with Arik. Funky jams, hired, boom. Now, Dave also nearly... There goes the paintbrush. Dave also, Navarro, almost nearly joined GNR at one point. So there's another connection. Mm, yes, that's right. 
Headlining uh, Lollapalooza, 1992 tour, and also playing big European festivals. Also played in um, South America. And, of course, featured in the Simpsons episode. Did. Krusty got cancelled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mate, I mean, so... So he's immortalised. Yeah, certainly is, because every time that Simpsons episode is on, his name appears. You know, who would you say... Well... Who, I'll say Eric Marshall. <laughs> well, it could have been, but it, it could have been one of their more prominent guitarists. Um, he's probably their fourth most prominent guitarist. No, fifth. Hang on. John's the first. Josh is the second. Well, don't forget Hillel. Yeah, I'm just thinking. If you're, if you're just thinking out in the loud, street think, now, just thinking out loud. No, I'm saying if you said something in the street. And you're thinking out loud. Yeah. Will you admit you're thinking out loud? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, that was a lie. Okay. I would say if you went up to your average man yeah, on no, the street, in, in, they would in, know no, in no particular order. Well, this is the order. Okay, fine. John. Yeah. Josh. Okay. I think then they'd probably say Dave. Yeah. And then they'd say Hillel. Yeah. And then I think it's got to be Eric. It, no, I think then it goes Anders Schloss. Yeah. Then Jesse Tobias. And... Then uh, um, uh, the beard man. Who's the beard man? McKnight. Oh, oh he's yeah, a drummer. D- Dwayne McKnight. He's a drummer. Blackbird McKnight. He's a, he's a drummer. <laughs> that man called Biscuit who played the drums. Yeah. And then well, and then Eric yeah, that's after that you start naming drummers. Fine, the Biscuit man. McKnight. Dwayne Blackbird McKnight. Yeah. Um, so they big big shows that he play, that he played with them. Where yeah, would, gotcha. it, where would well, it have gone if he would have actually agreed to write some songs with them? Which he didn't. Well, we can only the only sort of indication we've got is a couple of jammy sections. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, and we'll get to and that. And we'll get to that, of course. The flaming hats. So he wore the flaming hats at um, Lollapalooza. The famous flaming hats. Mm. And to be honest, I think if you were the man on the street, as we just saw, and you'd been to a, a chili show... In 1991, for example, yeah, and you didn't know much about the Chili's, unless you knew, unless you were look, you probably wouldn't even know that the guitarist had changed. Because well, no, it, of course, you if you're if the you, man you, on the street, if you didn't know the guitarist had changed, then you wouldn't know. Obviously, he's not as mobile as John. He's not as enthusiastic. He's, he's not, not as, as good on the guitar. <laughs> no. But he's but, and also, but he didn't write the songs. No, no, no. But I think he, I. Well, no, we'll get to this. We'll get to this. Um, they did the shows in South America, festivals, festivals with Nirvana. But when it came to writing, it wasn't clicking. Arik, I am saying Arik. Mm, good. Arik wasn't doing it. No, and that's a shame for him because this was a major opportunity. But what would have happened if he did? Would we have got another Blood Sugar style album because? That's the kind of stuff he'd been playing with them. Of course, he covered earlier songs as well. Very different. So he covered them. He, hang on. Is he covering songs while the rest of the band are not covering songs? Or, yeah. or is Chad covering songs well, Chad's only not- that were written pre-Mother's Milk? Is Chad, if they play Funky Crime... Well, he's in the band now. Is Chad covering Funky Crime? He's covering the drum. I suppose he is, yeah. So Arik was covering Chili songs, but the well, rest of them weren't. I suppose. Okay, it's a technical point, but we'll move past it. Well, you could say the same about Ronnie Wood. Fine, I do. And also, R.I.P. Charlie Watts. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. This is being recorded on Thursday the 26th. Charlie passed away a couple of days ago. As you say, The Simpsons, Krusty, got cancelled. 
Yes, yeah. He'd previously played with Flea, apparently, in a band called Truly Disgracious. Trulio Disgracious. Oh, Latin. Which is a good name. Well, it's, it's A, Latin. it's Latin. And B, it's Italian. And B, it's... Well, a, a, it's Italian. And B, it runs with Julio Latin. Iglesias. Well, true, yeah. <laughs> Trulio, it's pronounced. Yeah, well, I just... Yeah, yeah, as you know, I'm a language man. And in he was with... Uh, I thought you were a man of oil. I thought you were an oil man. Oh, I am. I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an, oil, a la- an oil man, a language man, and a man of the 90s. And a Latin scholar, exactly. Um, so there he was. There he was. He was in, he was out. A short period of time. Um, so, good stuff. I do just need to bring up that while I was doing some little background research for this episode, I came across um, a poster. Oh, yes. And... It was for Rock Werkster in 1992. German listeners, email in, tell me how to say that word. Oh, yes, and if you are listening in Germany, let us know. Yeah. We, we, we did have a, a German fan, didn't we? Will. We got a German ambassador, but he since, I believe, moved back to these fair shores. Yes. So, so if you are a German listening a in German, Germany... A German-German. Yes. Then let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We, we love Germany. I have German friends. You've mentioned before, but do you want to say that you played frisbee in the sea with them? It was in it was in uh, Lake. Ah, true. Yes. Was it Salty Lake? No, fresh. Great. Anyway, this poster. Yes. On one day, on one ticket, on one stage, there was a lineup that included Pearl Jam, Extreme. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. And, what? as someone's pointed out, Crowded House. Well, and also Brian Adams headlined. Oh, I mean, at that time, Brian was on the top of his game. What a lineup, though. Presumably, he just played everything I do, I do it for you over and over again. Well, it's quite a long song, he just played it once. Possibly, yeah. And, and encore Summer of 69. I'll go on record now. I've got facts about Summer of 69. Sure. I'll, I love the guitar solo on everything I do, I do it for you. I love the tone. I love the slight breakup. I love the the repeated striking of the notes, he down bends. It's great stuff. Go and listen yeah. to the guitar solo for everything I do, I do it for you. Listen to the whole song. Good song. Is it a good song? Yeah, I think so. Um, summer of 69 is not actually about the summer of 1969. And Brian Adams has said this himself. It's about a summer where he did a lot of... Um, 69. 69. 69ing. And so his area went red. That's true. That's filth. I can, no, I can't talk what colour of area it was, but that's what the song's about. Well, only you would know that. Mm. And Brian. <laughs> I, don't know, uh, I don't know whether to believe you. I, I, I swear. I swear by the moon and the stars in the sky I'll be there I'll be there Lovely stuff. Right, let's move on then. We are, gonna, we are going to... A performance of If You Have to Ask, where the full concert version is listed as the Wellington uh, Show and Sports Ground, a uh, sports building in New Zealand in October 20, 27th of October 92. But the single version is listed as Mount Smart Supertop, <laughs> a name I prefer, in Auckland, October 28th, 1992. So, who knows when it was? Well, I'll tell you, someone will know. Uh, well, yeah, the live archive. Yeah. So it'll be... Um, uh, Lenny. Lenny will know. Yeah. Lenny, if you're listening, let us know. Let us know. Um, and here we go. Hopefully, you won't take the uh, well, the, the literal th- approach. 
if you have to ask. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it, with yeah, this? Right. Yeah. We're asking anyone anything. No, because we'll never I know. Just, it's, it's, that's what, since being a fan of the Chili's for 25 years, any, any time someone asks me a question, I just say, refer, refer to it if you have to ask. Yeah, exactly, refer to track two. I give nothing away. <laughs> Straight-faced. Right, let's go to that place. It's in New Zealand, definitely. It's 1992, definitely. It's, it's late October, for sure. If you have to ask. I want to be gangster, thinking he's a wise guy, robbing up the bank, he's a soccer man, the eye guy, tank head, Mr. Bonnie and Clyde guy, look him in the eye, he's not my kind of guy, never want to be confusion, proof of pudding, sweet, but to a loofa, orange eyed girl with the backslide, do said, yo, call me, who you talking to, backed up, paddy wagon, macking on a cat's ass, one uppercut to the corner. Out we come then, of, if you have to ask... On October the 28th or the 27th of 1992, either at the Wellington Show and Sports Building or hopefully Mount Smart Supertop. I have to say, a lot of this I don't have a problem with. What's your initial thoughts? Well, I have to say, a lot of this I don't have a problem with. Mm. And I there- can see, for example, why Arik may have impressed them on the surface. Mm-hmm. The man can play guitar. The man can play John Frusciante songs. Yeah, very well. And I'll and I'll add to what you're saying by saying that during the solo and the outro solo, he also was playing in a similar style to John on the Big Ben style, where mm. you're not necessarily aiming for anything in particular, but you are bending big. Um, he doesn't do it quite as well as John does, but. Especially on the outro solo, he's just going for some big bends. Yeah, and it sounds okay. Yeah, it's uh, if 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 you saw four musicians doing this in a pub or a club or any other venue, a a village hall, a village hall, a park, a an outdoor venue. Yeah, a hastily erected scaffolding stage, back of a lorry, um, on top of a lorry. Under a lorry. At the front of a lorry. <laughs> Behind a lorry. Right. Thank you. Um, you would probably say, these boys sound pretty good. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, however, what I find with Arik during the songs that we're going to be looking at tonight is... You can only speak about this one, though. Fine. And I am. This good. has nothing yeah. to do with the other songs, no. despite what I just said. Yeah. He covers that. He covers it really well when he's just doing straight down the line playing the song. Where he tends to fall out of the loop a little bit is when he tries to be a bit, a bit more creative and come up with something alternative to other, you know, the, the the album version. Okay, it's fine here, but it's it's it starts to you start to see the cracks appearing, and in particular, the end outro is full of cracks. Yeah, well, it's just one big crack. It's essentially the Grand Canyon. Yeah, a big crack. Because, well, we'll get there, shall we? Yeah. Let's talk about the start. It's not a seamless start. Um, and and it leads on from something they were playing before. Maybe some kind of jam. A song. Yeah, maybe a Red Hot Chili Pepper song, maybe not. <laughs> no. The, the jams aren't super tight. And so Chad doesn't seem to know when Arik is going to come in with that. No. The start of, if you have to ask, he's a little bit hesitant on the drums. And, and then that's the, a knock-on effect, isn't it? That's a knock-on effect. Yeah. Then the bass doesn't come in 
when it's meant to either. So the whole thing sounds a little bit scrappy at the start. But yeah. as far as um, Arik's um, doing, mm. I think the muted strumming is is great. Yes, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It sounds a little bit thick to my ear. So I'm wondering whether he's using the neck pickup rather than the bridge pickup. Well, that's right, and and also some of the some of the more intricate, sort of delicate parts that we know and love from the album. And obviously, this is a live performance. Yeah. John wouldn't have played it exactly like the album. No, well, he didn't. No, but just just the there's a sort of tone, or as you're as you're saying, and, and a feel to it that just isn't quite there. But it's very good. We've picked up on something there um, during the choruses. He plays the choruses slightly more overdriven. Mm. And I don't have a problem with that because it's um, it, it gives that song if you're just playing that because it's a very sparse guitar line on the if you have fast chorus yeah. and on the album it's got that second instrument covering it in the other ear so to just boost it a bit live is fine by me yeah but it is. Um, it's not what you might expect. But I think he actually plays that chorus pretty well. Yeah, I know, I do. I think, um, you know, as I say, the majority of this is is, is very good. Mm. And he always, you know, as John does, where the solos are changed, they he always reverts back to the to the the album solo. So there's just enough recognisable there and it allows them then, back, you know, smoothly back in to the next section. So I think he's, he does very well. Like you say, it, also he... On a on a more simplistic level, he's got his top off. Good, so straight in. Yeah, um, he does very well. He, I think he he does very well. And I came away from all of this thinking I can see why he got picked. He was a good fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they obviously jammed with him. He he plays the songs very well. There was obviously a problem when they came to write new material. He couldn't and be I can see. I can see. You can almost see straight away. If you know what to look for, that that that, that almost the connection. Like, the connection. Well, they didn't have there. a great deal of time to build up that connection, so I'm, no. I'm going to cut them some slack on the jams because you need to know people really well to be able to lock in, look them in the eye quickly, and say, "Right, we're off." And he was. It's a classic thing. Flea must say to people, "Approach me." Yes, because <laughs> yeah. everyone does. Come to me. But you can almost it, it it starts okay, and then you can almost see it fall apart. Well, you can. You can see it fall apart, and you can see in Eric's eyes, he's he almost he, he wants it to to be over. Yeah, yeah. I think the less said about the outro, the better in one way. Yeah. But it's also very important to talk about because of the points you're making. We should say, um, a chocolate oranges are, 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 are available, available yeah. from Rollinsons. But also, if you want to watch that particular performance we watched, it was on YouTube under RHCP Live. Um, if you just search Red Hot Chili Peppers, Eric Marshall, it's the top. It, it'll come up. Um, we should also talk about the Swan here. Oh yeah, well we're going to. Fine. Um, I would I, just like to say that my, I was doing an impression of the Swan during this particular performance before the break. Previously, there, just yeah. in case you thought I'd lost my mind. It's ridiculous. Yes. Well, you you messaged me and said, "Watch this because it, it's an, an abomination." Did I? Well, not in so many words. Hang on, did I? <laughs> well, no, you said it was terrible. What, did I say about the Swan's performance? Yeah. Because I think the Swan's all right. Yeah, yeah, just about the Swan. All right, okay. So, Carry uh, on, I'll tell you what I said. Okay, well, so I went into it, into it thinking that it was going to be bad, and there are elements from the Swan that are very bad, in particular when he says, you'll never know. Yeah. It's ridiculous. The rest of the delivery, I think, is fine. 
Um, oh, no, no, I disagree. No, let me finish. Go on. Apart from the start of Funky Motherfuckers. Yeah, he's which is consistently out of tune. Out of tune. It is consistently out of tune, but he does find his way back. Uh, yeah, yes, that's fair enough. Just. Yeah, just at times, but he does find his way back. The verses, I think, are fine. Yeah, the verses are okay. And I, I don't mind the switching between the low album delivery and the and the. No, octave. just for one line. Uh, the the up octave. I don't mind delivery. it. I, it don't, I don't think it's necessary, but I don't mind. I'd it. prefer it to be all delivered in the in the album version because I think that fits the groove more. Yeah, yeah, and I, indeed. But the uh, if you have to ask, are inexplicably bad. Yeah, well, terrible. In fact, is that worse than inexplicably bad? Yes. Right. Um, I just checked the messages I sent you recently. Nowhere in those messages did I say anything about if you have to ask being, the Swan's performance being an abomination. Oh, well, maybe you said it to me verbally. Swan, if you're listening, I didn't. This oh, is didn't a Freudian slip it. from my brother. Oh, right. It's oh, what so he oh, thinks. I see you're covering your ass. Yeah, covering my ass. <laughs> He's covering his ass. Um, now, question then. Yes. Who's doing the backing singing? Oh, God, who knows? I who mean, is... But you'll notice... Flea's not doing it. No, Arik's not doing it. And Chad sure as hell ain't doing it. And the Swan ain't doing it. He's too busy He's making too... that other noise. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what is going on? Is this another situation where you have an unknown backing singer? It must be a backing singer. I, I, I reached out to, um, to Hamish, asked him if he could have a look. And Hamish, genius that he is, couldn't find any names. I can we just make one up? I haven't found any names. Well, I'll make a suggestion who I think it might be. Fine. Stan Wawrinka's sister. Bloody Stan Wawrinka's sister. Again, it's her era. Or Rob Rule. Could be Rob Rule. A.K.A. Could be both of them. Rob Run. A.K.A. Spider. There you go. A.K.A. Rob Allen. It could be. It could be either of them. It could be someone It could be else. all of them. It could be um, River Phoenix's sister. It's not because it's a man. Oh, yes. Right, no, so so Stanford Rinker's sister. Definitely not Stanford Rinker's <laughs> sister. It might be Stan himself. Do you th- oh, that would be nice. It would, but he is Swiss. It would have been two. Yeah, and he's Swiss. But that doesn't rule him out completely. It just means he will remain neutral. Well, if he was doing the backing vocals at like H2, it would have been... Goo, 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 ga, ga. Y'all never know. Fuck it, motherfucker. Will not be told to go. Very good. Very Thank good. you. Yeah. Um, the kick dance you pointed out to me was nice, wasn't oh, it? Oh, lovely. This is where you see that connection that they did have. They developed it on a very b- basic level. Yeah. That, that kick dance is nice, though. I suggest next time we play together, yes. we do the kick dance. I'm not sure we will, but uh, you can suggest it. What, that we'll ever play live again together? No, or we'll, we'll do, do the, the kick, kick dance? One thirty-six is the timestamp if you want to see the kick dance. It's brilliant. Uh, I do like this, this era where Flea was wearing his wife runs with his pulled-up socks. Very strange. Yeah, I, think, I don't think it's strange. I think it's superb. That led into the One Hot Minute era of, of doing that as well, which, I, I yeah, whatever. Wear what you want. You, mm. you buy that stage, a worldwide... Phenomenon. There you go. No a worldwide way. No way. way. Yeah, it's a www. It's a com. Connects back to, if you're saying World Wide Web, the fact that Harry appeared in Spider-Man. Exactly. So this is where it all ties together. Um... Chad's hi-hat is mixed extremely low in this song. I don't know if you picked it out, but... I didn't. You cannot hear it. Well, that's why I didn't pick it out. There you go. The breakdown. So How did it, you? Uh, well, the, you the, just the, noticed it was missing. Well, no, I thought, what I'll do here is pay, pay particular attention to the hi-hat and I'll isolate everything else. 
And all I had was silence. (laughs) The breakdown. He's in there. He's jumping. He's in the groove as it extends past the album version. Throwing in some little extra bits on the guitar and flees flees throwing in some... Oh, I always like it when that goes on for longer. Yeah, fair enough. Because I like it when it kicks into the guitar solo. Mm. And, of course, the guitar solo then it comes in. I don't have too much of a problem. I, it's probably similar to something John might play I've, in that era. Yeah, it was okay. I, I'm not over the moon with it. I'm not under the moon. At 2.59, he does a couple of three-night walk-ups. Ding, ding, ding. Hang on. Ding, 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 ding. One, two, yeah, three, four, five, the, six. after the solo. No, no, no. At the very start solo at timestamp 259, he does a couple of ding, 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 which is like the end of the actual album yeah. version. So he's putting in something which, is, which can root you into that space because obviously he's heard that solo yeah. and he's throwing in things to keep it close to what it should be. What about then, the sound after the solo when it goes quiet and then they come back in? Uh, well, that is kind of a, uh, like they do on Give It Away where they do a little quiet riff and then it goes... And then I, they I come back like in it, really loud. That's, that's stepping up, isn't it? Oh, I like that riff. I didn't like it. I thought, I thought that was great no, when they came back in loud. Too different. Okay. To my taste. Um, and then, then it starts that long solo with the kind of bigger bends. Um, and then you go into the, into the jam. And um, on the solo, I think he... Oh, no, on one of the outro solo towards the end. No, it must be the solo. Towards the end of the first guitar solo. He hits a bum note at 3.30. And it kind of loses his way a bit. And so he goes to the bar. Again, like John might do. If John slips up, he'll just sometimes get to the bar and make a bit of noise. Mm. Um, grabs that whammy bar. And then... It's then, a comfort blanket. Yeah, well, it can be. Because if people don't know... If listeners don't know what, what the guitarist is doing, it's an interesting sound. Mm. It's a different kind of sound. Distract them with interest. Yeah, just, well, distract them with, with just wangy noises. As I've always said. You have, actually. Yeah. And now he's found someone else who, who, who believes in the same philosophy. It's me and Arik. You, Arik, and John. To a certain extent, John. What um, a triumvirate. Well, it's a huge triumvirate. Both of us... You're the, probably the least famous. I don't know, because I've got a podcast about me. I know, yeah. You might be now more, more famous, famous than Arik Marshall. Yeah. Mm, if you did a worldwide... Poll. It's, uh, it's unlikely. No, you're not. You're not. It's unlikely. No, you're not, actually. Now no. you've, you, no, you've said that. So, um, the, out, uh, the song I thought was, was okay, guitar-wise. The Swan was good during the verses, pretty poor. Chad and Flea just locked in nicely. Chad and Flea. Absolutely nothing to complain about there. It's no, just absolutely good stuff. not. I mean, what do you think is going through their mind when the Swan makes that noise? Well, I've always said this. Surely somebody should say... Do it like you do on the album. Yeah, or, or just sing in tune. Do it properly. Yeah. No, but that's beyond that of tune. That's that's beyond out of tune. But also, the funky motherfuckers bit is is just out of tune. But yeah, but okay, but that's one thing. But this this new approach where he's making that noise for you'll never know is surely you think and have a word, aren't you? You do. The first time he did it, you'd just stop and you and go, "What was that?" Yeah, but the problem is if you say if any of the band approached this one and say, "Anthony, listen." Why are you singing it that way? Then the swan could quite legitimately say, if you have to ask. 
True. So they're scared. So he knew he could get away with yeah, it. Because he, he knew they and wouldn't be able that. to ask. Yeah. yeah, no, I see what you're saying. So he tested it and, and it worked. It worked extremely well. All right, let's move on to the next song. We're now going to move to Rio de Janeiro in 1993, January 1993, would you believe? The capital of Brazil. Brasilia. And we're going to listen to Suck My Kiss. Let's do it! We come sailing mm, yeah. <laughs> out of Suck My Kiss in 1993. You use that up now. Oh, so I can't use it before we do uh, no. Such Sugar. Kiss again. Oh, bugger me. Well, we can't talk about the song too much here. No, for that very we, reason. Indeed, we're any of these songs. So we are watching the next four songs on the show from Rio de Janeiro. If you'd like to watch along, it is uh, on YouTube under... Itibar Gok C-E or Itibar Gok Chi I'll spell that for you I-T-I-B-A-R new word G-O-K-C-E on YouTube but if you just search um, Red Hot Chili Peppers Eric Marshall scroll down a bit you'll see the Rio de Janeiro gig it's got a woman's face on the front who's presenting it timestamp for this one Suck My Kiss is 13.06 13 minutes and 6 seconds it is and I just got to lead off by saying, Sam, what did you make of that? (laughs) I'll lead off, Ben, by saying, what did you make of it? I had a whale of a time with it. Fantastic. I really did. Big sound. Cool sliding from uh, Arik. Yeah, he's he's into this. The crowd go wild when they hear this. I'm not surprised. Can you imagine? 1992, blood sugar sedimentic fever is sweeping Brazil. I was ill myself with that fever. (laughs) It swept the world. I wasn't. But it was particularly strong in in Brazil. It was uh, it was virulent. The the strain of blood sugar sex magic fever that swept Brazil was hitherto unprecedented. I remember Brazil had to go into lockdown, which none they, of us have heard of before. I, no, <laughs> they went into lockdown. The only people they would let in were the actual red hot chili peppers. That's right. And Eric Marshall had to get a special dispensation for being uh, uh, not uh, actually a red hot chili. No, of course he was. For that period of time, he was a Red Hot Chili Pepper, as proven by the Simpsons episode, Krusty Got Cancelled. Exactly. And his appearance in Spider-Man. No one can deny that him that claim. No, they can't. <laughs> okay. The Swan here. And what do we think of the Swan's beard? Well, I like it more than other things what, that have happened now? to his face yeah, <laughs> in more recent times. Yes. He was a younger man, of course. He was. Time will pass for us all. Yeah, he looks fantastic. He sings with great energy. Oh, vigour and gusto. And he sounds good. He sounds good. I, I think, think th- I think he sounds great on this. Yeah. Um, re- the- everything's really tight here. Um, He's got his nice skirt on. Yeah, of course he has. We all enjoy wearing a skirt, don't we? We do. Good. Some more than others. I don't do it often. No, I do it less often than I used to, if I'm completely honest with you. Well, fair enough. But I'll go back to it, I'm sure. You're a professional man, though. Yes, I am. Well, I have been for a number of years. Well, you have, so which is probably why your skirt wearing has dropped off so much. <laughs> skirt wearing days have gone. Thirteen forty-eight. I do have a big problem with the way Arik is playing the guitar. Right. What happened? This is oh, the, with his teeth. No, that's fine. fine. This is the "Oh Baby Think You Can" sections, like uh, "Oh Baby Think You Can Be a Girl, I'll Be a Man." 
Um, oh, baby, just for you, I'll do anything you want, you want, me to, you want to do. Accessory, blah, blah, blah. Oh, baby, just for you, I'll do anything that you want me to. Just had to clarify they knew the words. Great. Um, what you should do is go on the guitars, go bam, ba jam, bam, ba jam, bam, ba jam, back into the riff. Right. What Arik is, is doing uh, for uh, reasons or reason unknown. Mm. We landed that ship on LV426 yeah, on be, company orders. Is it for reasons it's or reasons? reason or reasons unknown. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to pick you up on it, but that, no, 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 it's fine. You're as bad as Ari. Yeah, I can't, I can't quote aliens properly. Sorry, for reason or reasons unknown, not for reason or reasons unknown. No, not for we, reasons unknown. Not for <laughs> not for reasons unknown. Right, let's move we, on. We landed under company orders. Yes, but you're a joke. <laughs> you misquoted it twice in a row. Not a good joke. No, no certainly not. Uh, Brothers to zero by any means. Which actually gets better, better with every read. Called a mishmash of quotations. <laughs> <laughs> well, a mishmash of popular culture yeah, or unpopular culture. It so, be. what you should do is what I, the noise I just made. So, you yes. should do one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. What Eric is doing is ding, ding, jing, ding, ding, jing, ding, ding, jing, ding, ding, jing. So, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Go back and listen, people, at 1348 on this particular YouTube clip of this particular gig. Well. And it's not, it's simple to get that right. He's playing the right notes, mm. but not necessarily in the right order. Well, we've seen this happen before, haven't we, with a, a much more famous guitarist, David Navarro. Particularly, I seem to remember on Under the Bridge, you had you took issue. We well, was playing the wrong chords, yeah. Ugh, that wound me up. It wound you right up. I'm sorry to bring it up again. <laughs> Fun. Um, however, really sad. I think overall, again, you know, you can see why Arik took, to, you know, took the band's fancy. He fits yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. He does a good job. He plays the solo with his teeth. Which is superb, because he actually plays a fairly... Um, fitting solo with his teeth as well. well I've heard John play that solo worse with his fingers. Yeah, uh, with his, it's with so his good. Hands. I didn't know he'd played it with his teeth. I watched it earlier and just thought he was holding the guitar in front of his face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a bit odd. What do you think he was playing it with then? His hands. No. No, he's playing it. <laughs> you know, the normal way. You say with his teeth. I wonder if what he probably well, did is put the pick in his... Mouth, yeah. I would assume. It's a very Hendrixian thing to do. Yeah, it's um, not, I mean, it's completely unnecessary. Yeah, but it's it's a reasonable guitar solo. Well, he does a good enough job of it that you let him off. If he'd butchered it by doing that, mm. then, you know, we, we'd have a problem. I'd have said two pot shots. We'd have a bigger problem than, than, than we have now. <laughs> yeah, which is not much of a problem. I like the little tinks that um, Chad the, the myth does before yeah. the choruses. Yeah. They're quite nice. Does that yeah, lovely. No, I, I spotted those. The bell that. of the ride, Samuel. The bell of the ride, brother. I tell mm. you, it's the the best bell in the world. Is it? Well, when compared with similar bells. What about tubular bells? They're the ex- not similar. The exorcist. You can't compare with the bell of the ride with a tubular bell or a normal bell. We won't go into the exorcist too much because you can't really talk about it without saying some quite disturbing things. The exorcist. Mm. What a great film. Really enjoy that film. Hang on, we've been here before. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we got to it in a different way. Yeah, sure. I probably said that um, when 
uh, he wanted Max von Sydow to look particularly shocked. He shot a shotgun behind him. Yeah, right, that's, that's, that's outrageous. That'll do it. You mustn't have live ammo on set. That's a must. Well, not. even a blank would have been loud. Hmm. Why are you bringing live ammo onto set? Well, if you want to surprise someone, that's a fairly decent <laughs> way of doing it. He, does, he generally looks surprised during the scene. I haven't even got a shotgun, have you? Uh, yes, I have, actually. I've got a Nerf shotgun, and it's a very good one. It's a knockoff Nerf gun, but it okay, does so the it's business. it's not a Nerf gun. Well, it's better than some Nerf guns I've got. What I've done recently is I've hung some targets in the corner of my DVD room sure. so I can sit watching a film with my Nerf gun. And just yeah, because and surprise yourself with your shotgun. Well, so just ping these targets. They won't fall over because they're hanging down from the ceiling. It really is much like, um, presumably... A firing range. Yeah, or being in my room with a Nerf gun. Now, the news is, like I told you earlier, Nerf have released an M41A pulse rifle oh, from yes. the film Aliens. God, God, I dread to think how much that will cost. Apparently, it's only $98. Mm, it's it, not... I mean, that is expensive for a toy gun. Yeah, but what's that? Even well, if it's knowing how much you've spent on posters in the past, that's <laughs> yeah. a drop in the ocean. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, but I'll... Get two. Well, I might, because... And then we can play running around chasing each other with pulse rifle Nerf guns. Listen to what happens with these Nerf guns. You've got a, the classic magazine, which you can slap in. Yeah. It's a 10 round mag. What? Automatic? Yes, it, it, you can fire automatically. Nice. And also, it's got a digital counter on it to count them down. Has it got an, an over and under pump action shotgun? It, well, as in the film, when they say they have an over and under pump action shotgun, they don't. It's just an under pump action uh, grenade launcher. Oh, oh, yeah, grenade launcher. Oh, he, got, he can't oh, even quote. He can't even quote aliens. Oh, um, but yes, underneath you've got the grenade launcher that you pump to load. Which it's got also bigger, shoots slightly bigger Nerf bullets. Bigger Nerf bullets, yeah. <laughs> Right. And he can load three of them. If it in. shot explosive Nerf bullets, that would be impressive. <laughs> that, blew, that would be brilliant. If they, a, a big Nerf bullet that blew up and, and sent out smaller Nerf bullets. That would be fantastic. That clearing them up. I would love to, both of us, buy a, a pulse rifle. Well, I'll tell you what. Go on. my fourth year coming out. Do you want, well, they're not coming out until 2022, unfortunately. Ah, OK. Well, I'll cancel that. It's a shame, isn't it? You could have got me a Nerf shotgun. I mean, I might have regretted that on my actual birthday when he gave it to me. You, you wouldn't have you opened it, mate, if it no, was that pulse rifle. wouldn't, no. I promise you, you wouldn't have. What colour is it, do you know? Not the correct colours. Right, is it blue? Is it like It's white yellow? and yellow. Yeah, white so you and yellow, white and yellow, white and yellow, white and yellow. It's a respray job. Do you remember that? Do you remember that um, pulse rifle you made out of solid steel? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so heavy, I couldn't pick it up. <laughs> But it looked good. It didn't. Well, it didn't look that good. I mean, <laughs> it was it was it barely recognisable as a as a gun, and it was a movable. And it, it weighed so much. My poor twelve year old arms. <laughs> no, I was I was thirteen when I first watched Alien, oh, so was I was thirteen plus. Oh my! And it was indestructible, so it knocks around for the rest well, of the, my childhood. The problem, God knows where it is now. <laughs> Somewhere oh. that thing still exists, welded together. It, it never be. had a had a grip put on it. No, nothing, nothing. It, I think you got so far and realised it was becoming completely unwieldy. Well, I couldn't pick it up. No. <laughs> <laughs> not because I did not pick it up, it didn't do anything. No, it did nothing. You couldn't run around with it like a soldier because you get, couldn't move. Well, that's why, like, that's why we made the wooden versions, presumably. Yes, yeah. I had to make the noise myself. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, it... That's... It, no, it's quite quiet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one can hear me make the noise. Sounds, it sounds more like a quiet fan. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah. that's got nothing to do anyway, with chilies. Um, Certainly nothing Eric's to do Eric's adding some good stuff in here. He's putting some lead licks into the verses. I'm enjoying pretty much everything he does on this song, apart from that bit that I really moaned about. Yeah. Hello, there's the cuckoo. Yes. Huge, I mean, huge cool licks into the chorus at 1513 of this particular video. And also, you'll find this video runs twice. It looks like it's a really long concert. It's not. It's just being uploaded no, twice. I did not notice that because I only watched the timestamp she sent me. So, um, again, pre-chorus three does a lovely big slide in. Listen to me, brother. Sure. We get a view of the backing singing. The backing oh, singing no, set. yes, I saw him. I Sam Varenka, sister in a white T-shirt. Yes. Well, there's also a man involved. Yeah. Well, yeah. that, that man. Oh, that, yeah, that, <laughs> so, that's what I was talking about. Hang on a minute, that is Stan, Stan Ravrinka's sister. So, yeah. Right, well, so remind me, why do we refer to that man as Stan Ravrinka's sister? I don't know. <laughs> uh, right, but well, that's Rob Brown, isn't it? Uh, maybe, like I, don't, I, I don't think it looks like Rob Brown. Rob, Rob, like Rob, Rob, okay, Rob Brown. No, he's got like, kind of blonder, longer hair. Uh, um, well, yeah, but this is, this, is, this is before we first encountered him, which was in the Dave Navarro era. Exactly, yeah. So what I love about this he is... He certainly had his sort of languid stance. Yeah, he, stance. his languid stance. He's got his no, I think kind it of was him. low shoulders. I think it was him. It might have been. But what I really love about these backing vocals are it just it's not doing any harmonies or anything clever. He's in the swan's range and it really thickens the sound yeah, up. Yeah, it beefs it up. It's yeah, that, so like, suck my kiss. Yeah. Really comes across great. It does. Well, it's that, um, you know, that sort of tribal gang... Yeah, it's almost a chant. Yeah, a chant, thank you. Yeah, there thank you go. You. Thank you. Why do we call the backing singers Stan Vavrinka's sister? One of them has a name which sounds a little bit like Vavrinka. <laughs> right, okay. I'm certain of it. And she was a woman. She was a woman. Yes. yes. Yeah. And she still is, I think. We'll have to look it up. We'll tweet Stan Vavrinka. Yeah, I've tried that. He doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's move on. That was Suck My Kiss, and I think... Let's, let's grade these things. Okay. Um... Grade it in a in a in a brief synopsis. No, grade it by numbers. Okay, but with a, a brief synopsis as well. Fine. Um, if you have to ask, synopsize it for me briefly, and then give it okay. a mark out of five. What? Just on the Eric Marshall front? No, on the yes, on the Eric Marshall front only. Okay, uh, I would say a decent effort, flawed, and I would give it a six. Out of five? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, out of ten. A scout out of ten. It gives you more scope. No, but I like the brutality of the five. I like to have twice as much scope. No. I would say pretty decent, mm. seven. Yeah, okay. I was almost tempted by a seven. Well, I'll say, if you're just talking about the song, mm. eight. Okay. But once you throw in the outro, then I would move it down to a, a four. I'm prepared to up mine to a seven. Okay, cool. Suck my kiss. A valiant effort with some great, great moments of flair. Eight. I would say a superb effort, but he doesn't play that particular part right, which annoyed me. It's supposed to be a brief synopsis. Eight. Oh, okay. So you sounded harsher, but gave it the same score. Yeah, really enjoyed it. I'll do another one, shall I? No, it was meant to be brief. Just, just a very brief one. Go on. I absolutely hated it. It was absolutely despicable. <laughs> Let's see where you're going with this. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my lovely man. 
out we come then on a wave of pure Marshall from my lovely man. Pure emotion. And I'm going to go straight in to a mid-podcast um, contact us details. Yes, very smooth. Ben, thank you. net is where it's all hosted. Go and check it out. Got other stuff on there too. Bentownsendmusic.hotmail.com if you want to email in with your thoughts and feelings about this episode or any episode. If you're passionate about Arik Marshall, please contact us and let us know. Or if you're passionate about us. If you want to be an ambassador for this podcast, we will send a badge, we will send a compliment slip to anywhere in the world. That's the promise, isn't it, Sam? That's the promise, provided that the local postal service will play ball. Thank you. At Universally RHCP is me on Twitter? Yes. What are you on Twitter? At Stack Townsend. I've got 86 followers now. I am, I am one of the most popular people on Twitter. Brother boy. Insta, universally speaking, RHCP underscore pod. You can join us there too. We'll put up very little, but every episode there'll be a little picture of it's something. It's all quality though. Oh, it's high quality. It's as quality as that version of My Lovely Man was. Tone, what did you make of it? I enjoyed it. I think it, you know, it feeds into what I was saying earlier about Arik. Um, he was an obvious choice, I imagine, amongst the guitarists that they auditioned. Yeah. He played it superbly well. Superb. The rest of the band obviously sound fantastic, but mm. this episode is about the lesser spotted Marshall. Exactly. That bird. Did you don't see that often? He, he, you certainly don't. Uh, but it, I, I just think, as someone who was prepared to come in and replicate the sound and replicate what yeah. had been put before him. Refused to write new. Well, well, no, he didn't refuse to. He, he refused. He was refused the opportunity. Well, the swan was saying, come on, brother, write. Oh, okay. Come join me. But eventually they... they well, it's he wouldn't write new songs. Well, they parted ways. Well, the, yes, the connection wasn't there. Well, he... Whatever. But this... <laughs> <laughs> but this performance... Yeah. I've got plenty of time. As for. someone who could stand in and play the guitar for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, it, I think he, he did, he did a, an exceptional job here. A good fit, and thank God they sacked him. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had one whole minute, which it turns out we love. Yeah, exactly. See the well, see go. the Redux episode. But it wasn't just yes. It wasn't just obviously we we got one whole minute, which which we adore. But there were it became apparent that writing an album with Eric Marshall was not going to be. Possible, feasible for the no. band. He wouldn't. He wouldn't reply to any of the the, um, the WhatsApp messages they were sending him. No. So, but you know, that's that's by the by. This was a great version of uh, of my lovely man. I will just say quickly that I have put a huge disclaimer on episodes one and two now. Fine. That says don't listen to these. They're terrible. Go to the Redux episodes. Go to episode one three. Go to episode three, and if you want to hear about One Hot Minute, go to the Redux episodes. One yeah. Hot Redux. Exactly. Welcome, well done. Welcome, David Navarro. Thank you. Lovely tone for that intro riff, which is an absolutely killer riff. The Swan sounds pretty good, I think, on this song. Yeah, yeah. He's, pretty bloody solid. I mean, there's always going to be, with any, any live singer, there's going to be flaws. Hmm. So it, we, you can't really hold that against anyone. But, he's, you know, this is the Swan... In, in his prime. Well, it's an interesting period for this one, I think, because I'm not. It's not his prime, as far as I'm concerned. It's his. Blood- it's his raw prime. Okay, if you want, yeah. His 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 previous prime. How do you say that? His pre-prime. Yes, he's. 
that it's interesting, isn't it? Because he's trying, he's got, he's discovered these different sort of aspects to his voice, mm. and he's sort of throw it, throwing them in. But there's there's definitely still he's some yet to some master. It. Oh yeah, yeah. He hasn't got all the, the tools to to. He's got. He knows now what he's got, but he hasn't mastered using it to his mm. full potential. So for me, the prime would be the probably the Cali by the way era. As he's had some singing lessons, it's yeah. he's really managed to control his voice a lot more. Yeah, and you hear that you hear that um, on those live performances that era. He's he's great, mm. um, but, but you can't. I don't think you can you can knock this because no, I'm not. I'm not. No, I know you're not. But you, there's there's just a tremendous amount of of raw talent. Yeah, yeah, and raw energy. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't, and it is couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. It's great stuff. Um, what I love from Eric here is... I'm going to say Eric from now on, just in case that's how you pronounce it, and Flea was being silly. So I'm okay, going to say fine. Eric from now on. And then he but can can't say, you do a mixture of them both? No, because I've said Eric for ever since. Yeah, what about Eric? Or just A. A.M., the morning man? No, we mustn't do that. What, A.M.? Yeah, we mustn't shorten them just to initials. I no, think that's sure. disrespectful. No, I agree. Can I call him the morning man? Yes. Okay, what I really like about what the Morning Man does here is <laughs> on that first interlude, bam, 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 bam. On that octave part, he does what's not on the album, and he just slips the wire pedal in. Yeah, it really works nicely. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Because he's 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 providing us with exactly what we need, but putting in a little bit of a reek. Yeah, a little bit of the uh, a little bit of the Morning Man. Uh, the variation. What do you think the morning man would drink? Arik or Arik or the morning man would drink simply an espresso. I know. I just thought. I'd say, oh, would it be a Nespresso? No, I just thought because milkman. Oh, the morning man. Yeah. They... yeah but the thing about morning men is, or milkmen as we call them, <laughs> yeah. is they deliver all sorts of stuff now. You can well, get they your do orange now, juice, but back in those days, heavy cream. It just been milk. But they were known as milkmen, not morning men. <laughs> sure. so, but this morning man, I see yeah. on the orange juice in the AM. He does look healthy. Yeah, he does. He's I, got a particular glow to him. And he's got a particular stance to him as well. He's quite tall. Yeah, I mean, he, there's not. that's the thing. He's, he's doing it. There's no doubt about that. But he's also not doing it. What does that mean? Well, he's making the sounds, <laughs> but, he's but he's not making the shapes. No, he's not. And that's, the band said they didn't have a problem with that. No. Well, However, for me, I'm looking at the energy of the swan here. Look at look at him yeah, go on the, the guitar swan, solo. Yeah, yeah, the swan's right up. Um, look at Flea's energy. Look at the myth, given everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, and then you look at even Dave's performance. A languid, laid-back man. Yeah. Even he did a few twirls. <laughs> yes, he did. But, uh, I mean, you might think, okay, he's coming in. He's brand new. You know. It, it's probably not that easy to come in and immediately start throwing shapes. But the other thing is... But maybe it is if that's what you do. That's the thing. The I other thing is know. you're coming in and you're being asked to learn these songs and John's not teaching them to you. No. And... He's got... Obviously, he's got, got, he's got Flea there. He's got Flea. He's got, got Chad Flea's not... For example, on this... This is what made me think of this as I was watching the, the, the video. On the chorus of My Lovely Man, he's not playing... Quite what the album version. No, no that's right. He's playing something that feels pretty much just. I don't have too much of a problem. No, with the it. feeling is there. The feeling is there, and he's playing something that is replicating it to a certain extent. Again, if you weren't a died in the world Chili's fan, 
you, you wouldn't notice. Yeah. If you were there, if you were stood there in 1992 in Rio de Janeiro, capital of Brazil, capital of Brazil, then you'd be okay with it, I'm sure. Yeah. But it isn't right. And that's because you've got to learn 10, all of these songs. And also he's playing um, stuff off the earlier albums during the show. Yeah. And obviously Hillel's not there to teach it to him. There's not. There's a pro- lot going on. Ta- you could probably get tab books. But was there a, you know, an Uplift Mofo Party Plan tab book? Was there a, a Mother's Milk tab book for Higher Ground? That's easier to work out, but it's still a... And for Blood Sugar, the tab book was out, but even a lot of tab books get stuff wrong. If you want a guaranteed diet in the wall quality tab book, I'll tell you where to go for that bass guitar. Boom, Aidan Hampson. Mm, sure, was that a long lead-in? <laughs> no, no, I just got to it. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say tab book so much in, in the space of two minutes. This episode's sponsored by Aiden Aiden Hampson. It is. Oh, actually, do you want to do the sponsors? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I've just done it. Sure. Well, I've got a brand new one this week, and I'm delighted to announce. We've recently had a couple of days of sunny weather, and I was contacted uh, on the back of that by Inches Cider. Inches? Yeah, Inches Cider. Medium apple cider. 100% British apples. That's nice I'm not a nationalist. Oh, it, yeah, well, I know you're not. It's not a problem for me. No, if it was a pom, for example, I'd, I'd still have it. Ah, un pom de cidre. Yeah. That's a mixture of... Uh, An apple of cider. Yes. Uh, so, inches cider. Very nice. Uh, just for the sunny weather. So, yeah. Yeah, nice and cool. Nice and fresh. Yeah. I, this time, have been sponsored by a little mixture, would you believe? Ah, a little mix. Of, uh, no, a little mixture ah. of... Um, a couple of companies. One is Carlsberg. Yes. Which was nice. Again, they... they, they they've, come, they've come forward. They did, and they said, if you go to Tesco's to buy, you know, a crate of 18... A certain amount of our lager. We will let you have it. For a certain price. Yeah. That price was £10 if you use your club card, which I did. Which is fantastic. Um, also, Foster's, which I bought on the way home... No, I, I didn't buy it, did I? No, the I Foster's. bought it. You bought it with my money, my card. Yes. Uh, because we came back to your house on Saturday night to listen to, would you believe, uh, a listening party for the Insidious album, Out of the Blue. Mm. Uh, my college band with uh, Eddie Chivs and Jez Gale. My word, we got shit-faced. We really did. But it was uh, really enjoyable to listen to me all night. <laughs> I, be- I believe it was. Uh, I, to be honest, I may as well have not been there. Mate, you seem to enjoy it. I did enjoy it at the time, I believe. Yes. The memories are slim on the ground. Memories. Thin on the ground. Memories are faded. <laughs> memories are faded. The memories have, have become so thin on the ground that they've actually been, become slim on the ground. Yeah, and now gone. Gone. And then you went kayaking the day after, I believe. I did. I went kayaking uh, in, in the Southampton water, the Solent. With the king of all... It wasn't Solent, it was Southampton water. So Southampton water. Uh, with the king of all hangovers with the king of all hangovers next to a very big container ship that's what we, that's what my brother does it was great my brother did it with my other brother that's very true now uh, and you're also sponsored by an oh, old classic got, I believe yes I've got an old old friend on board Camden Camden Hills have come on board once more and now this is a great lager so if you do get the chance pick it up uh, they sell it all over the place. They send it to me, obviously, for a, a, a nominal fee. Uh, but uh, very enjoyable. I'll just put some in the mouth. How's that mouth feel? Fizzy and tender. Good. And tastes 
Splendorous. Mm, good word. Splendiferous, I would have said, but I was trying to make it rhyme with tender. Well, you failed. Yeah, I know. Great sponsors this week, I think you'll agree. My final sponsor is this half of a licorice comfit, which I've eaten, and then put back in the pot. I'll fin- finish that off later. Great. So, I think we're all agreeing that My Lovely Man went well. Yes, it did. The guitar solo... And that that section I particularly enjoyed. Yeah, because he, he captured he captured the, the sort of euphoric feel of my lovely man. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's that it's that pre solo part mm. where he was again playing something inspired by, but not the same. Mm. John plays running unison bends up the neck, which I can't say yet. No, and and you should. And here, um, Eric is doing unison bends all over the place, but then going into that solo, it erupts. The swan with a circle head is something to oh, behold. It's lovely. I mean, what neck muscles that, that chap must have. And he, at one point, he makes a wonderful noise when he comes back in. I'm no, he makes sure. the sound of it. I've written um, scared cat noise. Makes the sound of, yes. I was going to say, makes the sound of a hawk. Imagine if you, um, a hawk? A hawk. Well, you make the sound of a hawk. <coughs> yeah, okay. This is the sound of a scared cat. Right. <coughs> It's just got a slightly different. I imagine that's the sound a cat would make if you stamped on its tail. What would you have to do to make a hawk make that noise? That's a natural noise for a hawk. Right, okay. So the hawk, the cat. The natural hawk or the scared cat. Well, imagine it's a hawk diving on a cat. I know, a hawk diving on a cat makes this sound. Well, they're silent because they're stalking it. So it's this. And then the cat. Makes the cat noise, surely. Well, you, yeah, but then you have to do that. Well, I can't, because I did it in the throat. Well, you can only do one. No, oh, oh, I'll do two. Well, you do the hawk noise. And... Row! Mm. <laughs> That's terrible. Right, it was that, did, that didn't sound like a hawk. It was... That didn't sound like a hawk stalking it, a cat. It didn't sound like a hawk attack on a cat. <laughs> it sounded like me sitting here saying nothing, and then you jolting back. I say this <laughs> yeah, to jolt back. I can't make the noise without flipping back. No, it's like... Uh, wait, you have a, uh, Let's move past those noises. All right, fine. Let's talk about Cla- uh, Chad's... The Myth Smith, his classic hair cap that he's wearing yes. for this gig. Well, this, of course, is, is Chad during the early 90s when he was blessed with more hair than well, either c- of us. Certainly more, down certainly the back. More hair than he's got now. Certainly down the back. Oh, yeah, he was one of those men who, who kept it long down the back. Pa- business at the front. The business at the front was going badly. Party at the back yeah. was going well. No, it certainly was. So, yeah, that, that's the classic Chad uh, haircap. And, and Chad, you know, it doesn't matter when you watch him, whether it's... Ah, it's, it's always the, uh, great. Yeah, he just always lays it down thick and strong. We know that. We, we should... Actually, th- something that I saw today was Chad and another man... Drumming with Nandy Bushel. Are hmm. you familiar with Nandy? Yeah, because you kept going on about her. Now, Chad's met, they were there in the same room. What do we have to do? Well, she's Sorry, a very Chad. talented young drummer. We're very, talented, she's a very young... talented young musician, in fact. We're talented people. We sit here and drink and talk about the shows. I know. I, I thought Chad might have come on by now. I know, it's, it's really. If I there's mean... anyone out there who knows Chad, and please, Nandy Bushel, if you're listening. Oh, actually, we could reach out to Nandy. She's probably our best way in there. <laughs> anyway, so we will now move on to blood, sugar, sex, magic. 
Milk the album. We can't talk about that yet. We come gloriously, euphorically, out of Blood Sugar Sex Magic, live from Rio de Janeiro, as my brother, in a maverick move, pours himself a pint of old speckled hen that he found in his cupboard. Found it in the cupboard. Where do you think that came from? What's the, what's the best by date on that? This could be from the 1980s. No, no, this is fi- it's fine, it's fine. It's <laughs> who, fine. Bought, who bought that to your house? I don't know, I found it in the cupboard. Right. Uh, I... We'll tell you what I thought about that performance, Samuel, Please if you'll do, tell me what you think about it. I Again, I thought it, it sounded pretty decent. You know, I think Eric holds his own, more than holds his own here, actually. Sounds very good. It, it, at times, of course, he's having to really concentrate. But that's fine. He doesn't. You don't have to really concentrate for this song. Well, you do for the main bit, which he, which he doesn't do well. I, I enjoy The it. main riff. Okay, you didn't enjoy it. Oh, I, I certainly enjoyed certain parts of this song, and mm. I think uh, Eric does brilliantly on on some of the parts. Mm. I think on other other parts, he he just doesn't handle it particularly well. But okay. should we break that down? Hello, cuckoo. Break it down, baby. Would you ever put your phone on a silent setting during a podcast? I don't know how to, Ben. <laughs> you don't know how to. I like this because at the beginning of it, Chad's just rolling around on the drums before he goes into that. Not literally, Fig- figuratively. <laughs> figurative, figurative. Figuratively. Thank you. It's difficult to tell because the stage is completely black and it's a long shot. He uh, could, he that noise been. could be him literally rolling around Imagine on that, the drums. If you could do that. How, pain, how painful that would be, though. Yeah, but to be able to roll around and still make decent noise. The myth is that good, though, I truly believe. Yes, I think he could do it. Chad, come on. We'll reach out to you through... Um, no, Andy Bushoff. Yeah. And uh, see if you can roll up. I've got a set of drums up in Mum's loft. Well, Mum's got a set of drums in her loft. Well, actually, they're Gordon's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll um, see if the myth will roll around on Gordon's drums while I watch. You might do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a video that would make for the oh, Twitter feed. Oh, my word. What, the, what a first... Uh, he would do it, wouldn't he? Surely. If we can just get him to Dibton Pearly. <laughs> well... He's wealthy enough to travel wherever he is. He'll wants. fly here, surely. He we're, reach, we're reaching out once again to Chad the Myth Smith. Well, not only to Chad. Chad, Flea, John, Anthony, Arik, Dave, Arik, Jesse Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Xander Schloss. <laughs> the Drummer Biscuit. Yes. And Blackbird McKnight. Black, yeah, anyone. Any, literally anyone. <laughs> Anyone, have you ever seen the chilies? Have you ever been on stage with the chilies? Have you ever been anywhere within 50 metres of them? I, I mean, have. I, yeah, I so know. I, I that's have. why you're on. Yeah, that's why I constantly get on. But Chad... If anyone else, if anyone can get closer than me, then I'd be... I'd be uh, well, we've already arranged that we'll be... Gone. When we next see the chilies, we'll have the swan in front, Chad behind, we'll be in the middle, sat at a desk doing a podcast. Yes. We'll have John and, and Fleet the side of us. That's right. But Chad, hear me now. Listen to us now, Chad. Come to Dibden Purley. Come to us, Chaddy. Come to my mother's house. 
Yes. We'll go up to the loft together. All three of us. Yes. You must take your top off. Who? Chad or me? Chad. I will as well, though, if Chad does. I'll do it. If, yeah. If, if, Chad, if, if Chad does even 50% of this, I'll take my T-shirt off. Yeah, that's fine. I'm prepared to welcome him at the airport with untopped. Fine. Get in the loft. Roll on the drums. Roll around on the drum kit and make this particular noise that you made in 1993. Yeah. In Rio de Janeiro, the capital of Brazil. The capital of Brazil. If you do that for us... We will, after, we will interview you afterwards. <laughs> How can he possibly resist he that? He can't. Chad's a man of good humour. I think so as He'll well. He'll do it. He likes a steak. He likes a beer. Oh, well, no. Chad, I will personally cook you a steak. And I will personally open you a beer. I'll, I'll have a beer with him. And look at this. How can that be refused now? It can't. Someone, please, someone, bring this to Chad's attention. I promise, Chad, I'll have a beer with him too. Yeah, oh, dear God, yeah. I'll beer. have a steak. And they will be... On cook. the rare side. Well, no, I'll cook a steak to his preference. Hmm. Fine. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Chad. I assumed you'd like to rare steak there. He's a bear of a man. He surely likes a rare steak. Uh, I mean... I, he's I would, not... I he's... don't want to prejudge him. No. But, but uh, I will, if he likes I'd, it well done. I'd like... To, yeah. I'd like to think <laughs> that he'd like it rare at least. Chad, get in touch. If you like your steak well done... He might not even want it cooked. Don't bother. He might not even want it cooked. If he likes it, well done. Get in touch. Let us know, and the invitation is rescinded. Oh, I'm not having. That's risky. I'm not having a man who will overcook his steak. Come come up to my mother's loft, roll around on Gordon's drum kit, no. and then expect to be interviewed by us. No. I won't do it, Sam. Will you do it? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, really good start by Chad, though. I thought it, very good, very good. Nice picking of the strings from uh, Eric as well. He's approximating the sound of the album by playing the strings behind the nut. And it's not exactly... The nut of the guitar. The nut of the guitar, if you will. It's not exactly what it is on the album. It doesn't need to be. I love the fact that he's just making an effort. Yes, yes. What I don't like so much is the way that uh, that he plays the intro. The speckled The classic. How's the speckled hand going? Is it warm? It's, It's cool. Is this your last beer? Yes. Well, that's bad news. It is. I'm hoping to. Uh, I'm hoping have to... some of my beer. No, 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 absolutely not. I'm hoping that I might be able to source some other alcohol from another source. Is it gin from your gin? It probably supply? will be yeah, some okay. gin from my gin stocks. Um, yeah, I love the main riff of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. It is an iconic Chili's riff. It's propulsive. It's played with the wire laid right back, so it's taken out the treble. Mm. It's it's a genius piece of guitar playing. And, you know, Flea's replicating it. Mm. But here, it lacks the propulsiveness. I was never 100% confident when I played it live after a couple of no, days. Because no. it's, it's, a complica- it's complicated and it's not complicated. The problem with it is, is that it's so simple that if you get it wrong, you look daft. Mm. Well, I thought he did a decent job. But, you know, listening to a man who's you know, more trained and a specialist in the area i can see now that uh, you know it wasn't up to scratch it wasn't especially after they come out of the first chorus and go into it again listen to that time they play it and it's a it's an, an abomination it's an abomination i will and i will use that word this time well i did will but will you repeat it shortly after i said it and then claim i said it <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes i will okay well that's very strong but on chorus one it all comes together 
Again, you've got the myth and you've got Flea yeah. holding it together. And you've got the swan sounding huge. But it, I'm sorry, I just had to make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> but I must just say this. <laughs> what were you gonna you after you said Brip, what were you gonna say? Well, it must be very difficult. I was gonna say, but it must be very difficult for the Swan, Flea and Chad to play these songs. They these are their freshest licks. And they're not getting the treatment that they thought they would. Well, no, it's because they're being treated by the morning man. And well no, but yeah, they've they've lost the, they've lost one of the people who wrote them. And that's something that the band had to cope with, but also the fans had to cope with. Well, quite. You know, a lot of people would have been looking forward to seeing John play these songs live. Myself Uh, included. Yeah. Not at this time. Later on. So not not, now and never. In fact, not me. Not myself included. But I will say... The the chorus, it all comes together, and, and The Morning Man sounds great. And he plays it, the harmonies on the later choruses nicely for the album style. Yeah, That's all superb. The choruses well, are I'm great. I'm glad you're giving him some credit. Well, I think he sounds brilliant in the choruses. Yeah. And the swan is again thickened up by Stan Vavrinka's daughter. His sister. Sister. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, his, his daughter's not there. Stan Vavrinka's sister is again on the blood sugar section. Yeah. It's so powerful. I'm starting to think now that it might be a good idea to have a man stood behind the marshals just thickening that up for the swan as, you know, as he ages and progresses. Nah. Still, a great well, life maybe, perfor- maybe. Still a great life performer. I must say that. Well, let's but see. John's not doing that. What John will come and do is the harmonies. Well, they probably and he'll say this he'll song. sing in John's voice. No, but I'm talking about if you have to ask if they do that, which they won't. Uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which well, they, they might, might do, do but they won't. The question is, though, the real question is, will, it, will they at 57 and 50... All jump in the air when they're doing, if you have to ask. If they don't, then I, I will leave. I won't leave. What will you do? Just do a silent protest? No, I'll just stand and watch. <laughs> and take it in as normal. I'm sorry you made me laugh there. Well, I'm happy there. <laughs> just do what you normally do. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a protest. But I will make note. I will make a mental note that they did, you know, like normal. Mm. A memory, if you will. No, you won't make them. We'll forget it. <laughs> oh no, that's right. I, I know. By the time they come on stage, you like me, will be will be semi swept. Hmm. Well, Wallace, Wallace, as you as you refer <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. by that I mean completely shit faced. Yeah. Well, no. Yes, likely. But uh, you use the word likely. I'll use a more accurate word. Definitely. Hmm. Will they do the jumping? I still think Flea and. Anthony are up for that kind of thing, but will John be? Will John re-enter in the complete spirit? I mean, if you come back to Chili's, then you're not just coming back for the... He wants to be in a band, Mm. and what you don't get... That's why he said he wanted to come back. He wanted to be in that band again. And you don't come back to that band to stand on stage and not jump up and down. Yeah. Okay, fine. So he will. Well, Well, they might not play it, but if they do... Let's hope he does. Verse 2 of Blood Sugar Sex Magic from Rio de Janeiro. I like the way that the morning man does a little wire flourish at 4350. Mm. And he's just changing that up because you can't really go wrong on the uh, the verse of Blood Sugar if you're the guitarist. Very little to do apart from just on the wire pedal go backwards and forwards. Yeah. He's got those flourishes in his locker. Yeah, I enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed it. As I said, plays the harmonies nicely. But I must just say about Blood Sugar, please, God, for once in somebody's life, just play the guitar solo mm. straight. Because it's one of my... And I, I won't say this, because I can't, that it's one of my favourite guitar solos oh, no, of all no, time. Oh, no, 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 no. But just play it straight. Okay, so you've said too much already. On that first solo, I like the way that when he does do something he's, different... He's still going on. He really builds in to the, to the next chorus. He, oh, does a nice, he does a nice lead lick. Yeah. So that's okay to say. But the second time is... The second solo is... Oh. It's messy. Mm. I'm trying to find words for it. I know you had to, to go. The po- like, you yeah. had to make a noise. Yeah, to the point where well, the noise I didn't make was. But it- <laughs> yeah, no, to the point where would have been better. He finds himself losing his way, losing his way yeah. so he reverts to what he knows and he goes back to that main lick. Bam, 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 bam. Does an, an octave higher, admittedly. Mm. But the, what you do if you lose your way is you go back to what you know works. And he does that. Just play well, that simple lead lick, please. And this is a this is a, a, a plea to John Fashante. This is a plea to Eric Marshall in '92. This is a plea to Dave Navarro in 1994/1995/ whenever he was in the band during the mid '90s. Just play the Blood Sugar, and to Josh presumably. Yes, it's a plea to anyone who'll listen. By the sounds of it, Sandslash. Is that around Xander? Jesse Tobias. Yes. Or what, wouldn't it be a, a, a weird a irony if the only player who ever committed to playing the Blood Sugar Sex Magic solo properly was Jesse Tobias or Xander Schloss for that, those brief periods? Well, it would, but wouldn't it also be ironic if they were the only two people who came on the podcast? Yeah, and he also might be called Jess, I've just realised. Uh, yeah, well, I've always called him Jesse. Yeah, so have I. But I think his name is spelled without an I. It is, yeah, definitely. Hmm. Who was the person of Neighbours that played Billy? Uh, Jesse, or Jess. Now, how did he spell his name? I don't think he same, had an idea. Same, same, no, yeah. yeah, same. Okay, well. He went on to be in House. He certainly did. Um, and did you know House was a, a loose adaptation of the Sherlock Holmes mythos? No, I didn't. And did you know that the uh, huge lorry who plays House hmm. is not American? Yes, of course I did. He's putting on an accent. Really? Yeah. Um, but that's true about Sherlock Holmes stuff. It's also true about Huge Laurie. Um, because House sounds a bit like Holmes. Yes. And his assistant, played by the man off the Poets Society, I think has got, either got the same initials as Watson or is called Watson. Fine. Hard to tell. Don't know what I'm talking about. Do you? I, 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 well, I know that Huge Laurie was in House. Yes, so do I. Um... And I appreciate you calling me Huge Laurie. Should we also call Huge Action? Huge, yeah, huge, huge Jackson, huge, huge action, action, and also Hugh Grant, huge, huge Grant, no Huge Rant, Rant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic from this era. Final thoughts because we need to score um, a my lovely man with a brief right, synopsis. My lovely man B, with a brief synopsis and B this one exceptional with some blemishes. Mm. Eight. I will say for my lovely man, really enjoyed it. Uh, Four. (laughs) (laughs) Completely hated it. Ten. Yeah. Um, Enjoyed it thoroughly. It's got to be at least a seven, surely. Yes, seven. It's a set. What for my lovely man? Yeah. Okay. Blood sugar. You go first, so that I can copy you. 
<sighs> Desperately flawed yet somehow lovely. Okay. Six. Oh, but interestingly, I was going to say somehow exquisite yet desperately lacking. Eight. Seven. What? Seven. Seven. So we move on to the last song of the evening, and it is a little-known number. Hmm. You may have heard of it. You may have not as a Chili's fan. Or as a All Saints a, fan. Or as a human we being. We do get a, a lot of All Saints listeners, don't we? We do. Um, and I really love a little bit of All Saints. Some of their songs were fantastic. And I have said this before on the podcast, but it was early doors. The song Pure Shores, I think, is fantastic. The song Never Ever, I think, is fantastic. Especially the song War of Nerves is a fantastic song of their first album. I think it's the closer. <laughs> a Sam bites his nails and spits them out. This guy is out of his mind. What's he on about? My favourite All Saints song is, is Under the Bridge, and I don't like it. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend is the city I live in, the city of angels. Lonely as I am, together we cry. I drive on the streets cause she's my... Flowing out. Of Under the Bridge. As you say, Sam, flowing out. And that, that took my breath away. Get it? Yeah, the water flows. Had to get in there. <laughs> you had to, because otherwise I would have. Were you going to say that? Well, no, I was uh, going to say as we come gracefully out of Under the Bridge. Like water. Uh, uh, it was a, a tribute and a homage, if you will, to falling into grace. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. yeah. We must just say this. Um, the timestamp for Blood Sugar Sex Magic was 41 45, 41 minutes 45 seconds. Yes. Um, we know that some people like to watch along to these live performances. This one is particularly scattershot, so that BSSM. These timestamps are more important than ever. They really are, and that table has been slapped. Timestamp for Under the Bridge as we come gracefully out of it and flowing out of it was 1 hour 6 minutes and 49 seconds. There is. Some great stuff about this version of Under the Bridge. Yes, yes. Mainly done by Sam Vavrinka's uh, sister. Well, uh, no, no, I have to say, I will go on record and say I think the swan sound is really good here. I'll tell you why he did. Because of Sam Vavrinka's sister. Yes. Do you mean through the whole song or just at the end? No, just throughout the whole song. Yeah, he sounds, he sounds I'll use your word, decent. Uh, well, I think the thing is... This was obviously close to the time it was recorded. Mm-hmm. So he's, I think he's delivering this in a way which is similar to the album. Obviously, it doesn't sound as polished as the album, but he, he, he's not thinking about it too much. No, no, no. I think he sounds okay. I think he sounds good. I think he sounds good. I think there isn't too many people, and this annoyed me, and I did have an incident, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Too many girls sat on men's shoulders, as you see the crowd here. And do you know what that means? You can't see. I can't see. If you are... Don't uh, let it worry you, Ben. It, but no, no, no. I've paid this money to go and see the chilies. And guess what happened? Yeah, not now. No, but guess what happened when I was there? You couldn't see. I couldn't see because a man put a girl on his shoulders. 
So guess what I had to do? Get on her shoulders. Yes. And then I put on a, a really long trench coat and we pretended to be a really, a really tall man. A really tall man. And that, that's a great trick. Yeah. Because the good thing about that was, in order to pull off that illusion, I had to do up the coat. Mm. So they couldn't see, you know, I was the only one who could. Ah, lovely. So in the end, it was justice. Mm. That's the way I played it. <laughs> and the only way to conquer that, really, is for four people to then do it. And then to come and stand in front of I us. I mean, it's just, the thing is, it's a... It, it escalates. It escalates. It gets out of control until eventually the only people who can see... Are the people that aren't... Uh, well, <laughs> covered, otherwise covered by it, a I mean, done-up trench coat. It's complicated. Yeah. But what I did do in that situation was I tapped the bloke on the back and said, I'm sorry, mate, you're going to have to take your woman, I think I probably said girlfriend or wife, depending on what you were, partner, 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 friend. Yeah. Take that that female off your shoulders. I can't see. I've got no problem with it. I'll go on record. Well, seriously, mate. If you're a gig... No problem. Just move around. No, you couldn't move around because what he did, he used his bulk... To make a space because he was quite a big boy. You're making you're, you're making a. He put him on the shelves and it closed around. I couldn't move. I had to tap him on the back, and he. I said, "Well, I had to shout, mm. mate. I can't see. Take her off." And he said, "But she can't see." And I said, "Well, that's not my problem." Mm, sure. And then he took her off. <laughs> she, Fine. Then she couldn't see. Anymore. Then she couldn't see. So she got on your shoulders. <laughs> and then, and he, then you could both see. Yeah, then he got on her. Listen. I've got no problem with it. This is you Ben's have, problem. You will this have. is Ben. I want to go on record and say this is Ben's problem. You'll have a problem if we're crammed in right at the front when John's back and someone's on their shoulders in front of you. <clears throat> then, you then you just say, oh, if you're saying, Ben, I can't see, I'll say, hey. It's not my problem. It's not my problem. You don't have a problem with this. No, I don't. I'll move around. You won't be able I'm to. I'm a big lad. I'll just barge people out of the way. Hmm. We'll, we'll come back to this after the gig. Just fine, in case it fine. happens. If we go to a gig, we might not be able to get a ticket. Uh, we will. Anyway, what an interesting um, introduction, the way that uh, the Warning Man plays it. Yeah, did, what did you make of it? I mean, I know there's some intricacies missing. But, but there were some intricacies added, interestingly. Mm. What he did do there, and it, he was playing it finger style from the sound of it. You can't tell. You can't see what he's playing. He's his teeth. <laughs> Use his teeth like a crazy soloist. Yeah, he was playing the high notes and the low notes. You know, on the first note of "Under the Bridge," you you have that low D, mm. but you also have the the octave up. Yeah, and it's played finger style, and you have that lovely ring. So uh, that high note rings out as you go into that main guitar part. He's playing all of those high notes and playing them really well. Mm. Yes, he's missing out some of the intricacies. He's also playing it with a a really thin re, uh, tone, really thin sound with too much drive on it for me. Yeah, you don't need to have that. It should be clean-ish, if not clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, you, you you can break it down in a way which is more technical. All I knew was that it wasn't quite right. Um, but you know. It's a it's a difficult song to play. Nah, it's not. Well, it is if you can't play the guitar. <laughs> Absolutely, it'd be hard for you to play. I mean, for me, what are you saying? I'm saying you can't play the guitar. Yeah, that's fair enough. What one chili song can you play? 
I can <laughs> I can play uh, Mellow Ship Slinky in a very, very rudimentary way. You can play and it. And it's a very small portion of the song. Yes, it is. <laughs> Just the intro and the outro. And I can't really remember it anymore. No. My problem with the way um, Eric is playing this it, throughout the song is that he doesn't build. Yeah. The song should escalate as it goes through. Yeah. It should be subtle. But if you listen to the album version... The the way that John plays it, the first verse is just strummed. Yeah. Those chords are just strummed. As it builds, it gets more and more complicated until you get to that fantastic outro. Mm. And what you don't have here is that build. And and I think this version of the song is... Passable. No, I was going to say reasonably weak. Until, so is that below passable? Yes. Okay. I like the outro... Once you get into the... Don't worry, Sam. Don't Sorry, worry. Sam's got... has been trying to catch something in his garage, a fly of, of sorts. I think until you get to the outro, it's reasonably weak. Once you get to the outro, I think it all lifts off. Mm. And I think a lot of that is due to Stan Varenka's sister. Well, indeed. What, one thing that struck me, and I just want to mention this, is the anguish. Did you see that moment of anguish from the swan? Don't try and grab that thing again. I won't. Did you see the moment of anguish from the swan? Which bit was it? When he went... <laughs> no, no. When he... Oh, gritted his, his teeth. teeth. I mean, what was the man doing? I'll tell you what he was doing. Go on. How I interpreted it was that this song was written with John. And he uh, longs... Yes. Wow, he longs what to, an analysis. He longs to play it with John. But can't. But he can't. And he now, where every time it's played, because this was the song that they they came up with, you know, together. Yeah, the Swan had the the lyrics, and 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 he, I think that is a moment of of regret. Really, pure can, regret coming through there. That's how I read it. Yeah, but that, I think that's a, a reasonable reading. Yeah, I'm a poker player. Shame the Swan can't sing the chorus, though, isn't it? Every time he says the word feel, he again is off key. Listen. I will listen. You can't, but, you've got to let people off sometimes. You've got to I'm let not, people... uh, no, Sam, I'm sorry. If you are mm. in one of the biggest bands in the world mm. and your job is to be the singer, yeah. I think one of the minimum requirements is to be able to sing the songs. Now, we let, no, the, sw- we let the swan ups, that's your only job. That's his yeah, only job. But equally, remember, he's got the body. Yeah, he has here. I'll give him that. He's writing the lyrics. I'm going to have a mouthful of beer, so... Talk, so so he's got a fantastic body. He's writing the lyrics. He's got really long hair. He's also doing a lot of interviews really well. Is he? I don't know. Right, okay. Possibly. Yeah, probably, yeah. He's, he's not only the singer. You're saying his only job is to sing. He is the front man. He's the, you know... Okay, oh, he occasionally okay. hits a bum note. Okay, I'll give you that. Occasionally hits a bum note. We can't hold that against him. I'm I'm really defending him now. I'll give you that. He's not just a singer. He is the front man. I think there is... And he's an iconic member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Absolutely. Take him out. What you got? Wait, nothing. Literally nothing. Oh, you got you Flea. Don't, yes, but you don't have the band without the swan. No, you don't. You don't have the band and without Chad. Flea. Yeah, okay. I think Chad, I would put... I know that Anthony and Flea are, you know founding and long long standing i think chad falls into that category now for me and and by the way chad i am standing up for you here so uh i look forward to seeing you in mum's loft rolling around on those drums yeah i've decided he can do whatever he wants 
fine. Well, he mustn't go. He back. must do that, mustn't he? He must roll around on. We the mustn't trance. mustn't dwell on this fact. He will come, and that's fine. Okay. Um, I I will repeat what I said. I think you need. I just think he sings those words badly. That's all I've got to say about it. Well, that's fine. But you were saying throw him out. I wasn't. I've never said that. And right. I said, well, it seemed like that's where you were going. Well, what I said I actually said was, without the swan, there is no chilies. And no, I said that. I agreed with you. Fine. So the outro is great. As soon as um, the the daughter, the sister comes in, Savarinka's sister comes oh, in. Oh yeah. Well, I th- to be honest, you, you seem hell bent on dwelling on that point, but I thought it sounded reasonable, but all the way through, I, it works so well though. As the swan's doing his bit, yeah. and they've got the backing singer there. We know he's behind the marshals. And I am going to say this again. Bring him back. Bring him back. It thickens up the swan so nicely. I would not have a problem if you had that person or, or another person, another tennis player sister, mm. stood behind John's marshals. Mm. Do you have a particular tennis player in mind? Or? I do. Okay, say no more. Andre Agassi, of course. Agassi's sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she's reasonably old, presumably. I would have Agassi's sister <laughs> behind the marshals. And Pete Sampras' sister behind Flea Stack. Okay, so you're going pure 90s. Yeah. Fair enough, it's your era. And I would have uh, Steffi Graf singing the, the female parts. Steffi Graf and Jennifer Capriati. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Doing all of that. But that might not happen. But what could happen... It's unlikely. I would have someone thickening the swan up because... It sounded great, and if you if uh, if you have to ask, it sounded great on blood sugar, it sounded great on suck my kiss. Yeah, and uh, he was doing a really good John impression actually this time. The you know when we saw another gig and we oh, were saying, Jesus, do you remember when we saw that other gig? Yeah, and we were saying, thinking, might it be like a, a backing track of John? Well, it was. Yeah, but this one, sat, he was doing a really Thank good John God impression. I didn't do that again. But um, that was a joke. Yeah, and not a very good one at that. Very bad one. It certainly uh, wasn't Bravo Two Zero. It certainly wasn't. No, but that's that's the problem they've got here. They're contending with moving on from losing John, trying to play their most successful song. Good. Carry on with the rhymes. But trying not to go too far wrong. Yes, brother. Well done. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Thank you. Um, interestingly, though, what happens here is a progression. This is why you've got the thing. Yeah, oh, yeah this is why. Oh, sorry, sorry, people. I put an empty beer can down on naked wood. <laughs> I'm forced to put it elsewhere. I won't have. <laughs> um, the uh, sorry, I'll get there. And I haven't got time to cut the ums and ahs out this week, everyone. So sorry about that. <laughs> They've accepted that they need to have backing singers. Yes. And to, and at this period, they're behind the marshals. During the Dave Navarro era, they've accepted it, haven't they? And they have Rob Rule, Rob they Ryan, Rob forth. Allen, aka Spider, yeah. and uh, Ruth Phoenix's well, sister. Well, how do you prefer it? That's, think... why, that's why... No, it's not. No, it's not. I, I think I prefer when they're behind. I just like <laughs> to see the four. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. You know, that's how I think of the band. What about when Josh was doing all of those extra bits and doing Fine. Singing? Yeah, but that was honest. That's yeah. honesty. Well, it's on. This is honesty when they had rub rule and they run forth. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. It, so what do you want now? I prefer the honesty. You prefer subterfuge, obviously. I prefer subterfuge when it comes to singing, but honesty when it comes to guitar playing and singing and singing. Fine. No, no. Well, was Josh doing singing? Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, but he's playing a guitar. So would you prefer that he did all of the musicianship in front of the amplifiers yes. and then run around for the backing? <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. There'd certainly be a challenge for him. <laughs> I'm not sure he'd be able to do it. I think Josh Klinghoff can do anything. He can. He's very talented. Right. I think we've covered the Eric Marshall era. How do you feel about that? I'm fairly sure we have. I mean, we could go further into depth. Uh, I mean, this, this episode of the podcast was almost longer than Eric's tenure. <laughs> oh, a lovely use of the word tenure. <laughs> Stop trying to grab that fly. Sorry. Um, so let's wrap it up, shall we? Rapid! As we move into the socials, you may have just heard a man slapping a small black fly to death. Sam's just gone out to get a gin and tonic. I've been given two minutes solo time in this room and the table became covered in small black flies. What happened? He blames our mother for bringing a... There's no point looking, mate. They're all over the place. They'll land on every surface. You borrowed our mother's green waste uh, garden waste disposal bag. Yeah, and now they're in it. And now they're in it. They're in it for good. Shit. Fair play. As soon as you left, they're all over the place. I know, I know, I know. So, if you want, don't, but you must not do that. Okay. If you want to be part of this podcast, this black fly madness, as we become surrounded in a haze or a mist of them, and uh, I will say, please excuse the lack of editing on this one. There's going to be ums and ahs all over the place. You've already heard them. But we record this on a Thursday. It's going out on the Saturday, Friday. I'm work- going out on Saturday. Saturday. I'm going to work tomorrow. Immediately after work, I'm going to Fursey Gardens to watch an outdoor performance of the importance of being earnest with the house ambassador for a Mother. birthday. Uh, yeah, well, you can say fucker. It's okay. No, I'll right. Explicit. Well, oh, I will. Goodness me, you're fucker. Right. Oh, my. And so I will... No one listens to the end, the end anyway. Yeah, so I'll cobble it together and we'll see how it goes, shall we? Yes, and we will now sing you out. Now we're going to do the socials. Oh, the socials. Uh, BenTownsNoMusic.net We've is... done these ones already. Sam, I've learned by listening to other podcasts that if you just do them at the end, no one listens. Okay. You also do, you do mid and end. Fair. Stop grabbing those black flies. Mate, this is an infestation. Is it? BenTownsNoMusic.net is where it's hosted. Please email me on BenTownsNoMusic at Hotmail.com if you want to be an ambassador. Sam, have you lost in- complete interest? At Stack Townsend. <laughs> Thank you, at University of RHCP. And now Sam, Sam says we'll be sung out, but I ask Sam, what song will it be? It will be The Circle of Life and The Lion King. Well, you'll have to... Oh, before, I, before we finish... There's too much to take in here. While he carries on singing. I do have to say this. One hand shakes another. It's the circle of life. I've just got my secret phrase past him. It winds <laughs> uncertain turn. Elton John. Samuel Townsend on the vocals. We find our way. Here we go. Life uncertain. Come on, brother. That's it. That's it. What about the the, the end?
Oh, and it goes, boom. Yeah, I just have to say that I did say uh, one handshake's another and he didn't notice. <laughs> he did. Uh, my, of course, my uh, saying was circle of life. <laughs> <laughs>